What does that sound like? That sounds like me eating an ice cream cone right next to the microphone. Just so you can hear the little snap, crackle, pop. How you guys doing? It's Tuesday night. Well, you're not going to... I'll just see. You say, I'm not going to listen to this. This guy's just going to chew the whole time. I get that, right? I really do. So don't worry. I'm not going to chew the whole time because I can't talk and chew at the same time. But you have to understand, I'm to the part of the cone where it's just soggy enough to be good. You know what I mean? And I love that. So you might be wondering, how come we didn't get a podcast yesterday? Well, let me tell you why you didn't get a podcast yesterday. You didn't send me a voice message, right? What was there to talk about? I had nothing. No, it's not true. I actually did have some stuff. I told you about how I got cats. Me, the guy who hates cats, allergic to cats. I don't like these feline creatures. And I got two of them for my kids because I love them so much. I mean, yesterday, if I could call it like a legit Just a Dad podcast episode, it was legit about being just a dad and making your family happy. And I did that by getting them cats. And then I deleted it by accident. So you didn't get to hear about it. I'm sorry. But I know forgiveness is your forte. And so you forgive me and we can move on. And maybe the cat story will come up again where I want to tell it. But right now, I don't feel like telling it. So I'm not going to. It's 9.22 p.m. on Tuesday night. And this is the Just a Dad podcast. Thank you for listening. Beep. See, right there, I could insert a voice message. But no one's leaving them. So what do I do? What do we talk about, my friends? Do we talk about McDonald's offering money for people to go apply at their place? Do we talk about gym memberships? Delicious ice cream cones? Do we talk about pizza? About how it's a full moon tonight? I mean, don't fact check me on this, okay? It may not be a full moon. It could be a waning crescent. I don't know. I say that because it just sounds smart, right? But there's a moon in the sky. It normally is. And, you know, it looks pretty full to me. I might even turn off my headlights. Just drive in the dark. Because there's enough light being, you know, uh, projected off that moon to light up the earth. So I think we'll be okay. Tell me this. How do you think they felt... Back in Bible times, without lights, without fires. And that was like the norm, right? Kind of a bunch of shepherds in a field, you know, a bunch of outcasts people didn't like. Tending in their sheep. 
no lights on, just the stars above them. I mean, there's got to be a point to that that is scary is all get out because you know you got to protect your sheep from crazy freaking animals that want to attack them at night. And then super awesome because on a nice clear night, you can watch the moon, the stars, and just, I bet it looked awesome back then. You know, just, I think city lights probably drawn it out a little bit more than what we realized. I remember I went on a cruise once and looking up in the sky at night from the front of the boat, man, there were so many stars. Like, I'd never seen so many in my entire life. From that day forward, I want to do nothing but be on cruises. I still do. It was awesome. But, um, yeah. That was that. I know I could pause the show, eat my cone, and come back. We're just not there yet, guys. We aren't there yet. So, maybe we'll talk about some theology stuff today. Oh, yeah. That was a good stuff. Let's talk about divorce. And the permissible forms of getting one. Biblically speaking. So, in my opinion, you don't really have and then I say this is my opinion because from the way I've understood the reading of the scriptures I want you to call someone who believes in the permeance of you of marriage so that means if you're engaged to a woman and she cheats on you that's pretty much the only chance you have of divorcing her for being a fornicator right or for adultery um when the text talks about adultery and fornication and all that through the text and how it's you know permissible for divorce from what I've from something well not from just what I've studied but from most of the stuff I've looked through it's really pertaining to when you're in the engagement phase of a marriage right because you do have to count the engagement as part of your marriage um but that would be the only time I would find it permissible to divorce your spouse. Now, I know people say, well, what about, um, you know, those abusive uh, spouses? I say spouses because, guys, um, women can be abusive too, right? In more ways than one. Guys can be abusive to women. Women can be abusive to guys. It goes both ways. Now, yes, obviously dominating portion of that is guys to women but I'm not going to leave out the other the other half of it because it does happen um, but so in my opinion if, if you're claiming the name of Christ as your savior you know or you know, claiming Christ as your savior and your follower of him then you fall under different rules right you you have to follow the biblical worldview in, in deciding how you know, those things should be handled. And obviously, if you've gone to your spouse, you know, and it continues, you take an elder or a witness or two um, to them 
and if it still continues, you bring them before the church, right? You you set them before the the church elders, you know, and you allow your elders of your church to um, put them out for repentance and hold them accountable to his actions and what he's supposed to be doing. The husband is to love his wife. The wife is to respect her husband, right? That's how that rolls. Um, and, you know, so do I like the idea of a separation between husband and wife? No, but a separation is not a divorce, right? And so I don't know, maybe I get caught up in, in the names of it, the words of it. But to me, if you have a spouse that is abusive, then you should separate from them for your own safety. If you have children for your children's safety and seek counseling, seek, um, you know, spiritual remedies of, you know, bringing them before the elders, going to counseling, doing all those things, even if it's outside counseling, if it's whatever, I do think it needs to have a biblical foundation to it. (sighs) But just saying I'm calling it quits. I mean, I don't think that's, that's okay. I mean, if we're to love our spouses the way that Christ loved the church and he gave himself up for it and you look at the kind of spouses you know that we are the bride right if you look at what kind of bride we are to Christ a bride who sins against him daily right we we commit adultery against Christ we you know murder against Christ all these things you know why you know why then do we find it okay to divorce our spouse or the person we're married to over even less sometimes? So I just, I think in the evangelical world, it's just not taught, you know? I think it's just more the people would agree with us more if we just lighten the load or lighten the sentence um, and just, let's just not broach those topics, right? But... I think they really got to step up and, and, you know, land on, on the fence on this one and not, not be on the fence, but, you know, take a side. And I think that's really where you're going to find your biblical elders for your, you know, church and on how they decide on these certain, these harder topics. And, you know, and when the person's put out to repent, I mean, that's, that's you praying for them. That's you you know, working with them, trying to help them, but it's not putting yourself in a position to be hurt, right? And it's not going to be fun and games. It's not going to be joyous and happy, but you know what? You're glorifying God by serving him and, you know, obeying his commands. You know, Christ says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. There's rules that Christ puts out that I'm not fond of. I can't keep them all. I don't, you know, I'd, I'd love to say I try to keep them all, but I don't even try to keep them all most of the time. It's it's just put aside sometimes. You know, it's there's a lot. We just try to do the best we can, but our happiness and our joy should be pulled from who we are within Christ and what we have in Him, not who we can be here on earth. This life is a vapor, right? As Ecclesiastes says. So you know, what's the chief end of man to glorify God and enjoy him. And there's really no other way than to understand that we need to be content in the life we are. We're found to be in the place we are. And 
there's purpose behind it. And God gets his glory by us obeying him and being the people he needs us to be, whether that means putting our spouse out and praying for them to repent and, you know, kind of come to know him and learn him more. But I don't know. There's a lot to it, guys. So we're, we're going to continue this on a, another episode, and hopefully I'll get someone to chime in and we can bring in that call with it. Thanks.